Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glynis. And I'm Ashley. And tonight we're discussing Family Doctor, which is episode 11 from season seven and originally aired on the 6th of January, 1991. So this one is written by, drumroll, Robert Van Skuyk. Yes. So he's written a total of 24. Um, And we've covered quite a few by him. Um, Other ones we've covered by him are Murder at the Oasis, A Lady in the Lake, Who Threw the Barbitals and Mrs. Fletcher's Chowder, Murder Through the Looking Glass, Benedict Arnold's Slip Tear, and What You Don't Know Can Kill You. So in tonight's episode... Jessica is in Boston with Seth and they go, uh, sorry, Seth is played by William Wyndham and they go to one of Seth's favorite restaurants called the Clam and Claws in Boston, where he gets a mysterious phone call and it turns out that he's actually being summoned to the back room of the restaurant because the owner, who's a mobster, Carmine Abruzzi, played by Teague Andrews has been shot and his family want Seth to basically off the books operate on him. So Carmine's family is made up of his wife, Rosa Abruzzi, played by Rose Gregorio, and his two sons, Salvatore Abruzzi, played by David Simonello, and Michael Abruzzi, played by Vincent Irizarry. It had been Carmine's plan to basically escape the country and go back to Italy because he was in trouble with the feds and he was going to bring, take his wife with him and leave Michael in charge of the family business. Michael is married to Denise Abruzzi, played by Cynthia Bain, and they're expecting their first baby. Salvatore is engaged to Connie Canzanaro, played by Amy Yazbeck. Um, also involved in the family is their family attorney, Andrew Gant, played by Monty Markham. And Andrew's wayward daughter, Phyllis Gant, played by Diane Franklin. Anyways, Seth operates on Carmine, and Carmine is fine when Seth leaves, but then Carmine is later poisoned. And he then reunites with Jessica, who in the meantime had been reporting his disappearance to Lieutenant Jerry Marino, played by Joe Cortez, who had been sort of also liaising with the two federal agent, Agent Mish, played by William Ute, and Agent Swileback, played by Newell Alexander. Just rolls off the tongue. (laughs) (laughs) So Seth Seth is blamed for the death of Carmine by Salvatore and Andrew and is kidnapped along with Jessica and brought back to the house to basically be kind of interrogated about this and probably killed. Michael intervenes and lets Seth do a sort of an autopsy on the body. And he figures out that Carmine was poisoned and, you know, then they get the cops to the house to rescue them. And then they revealed that it was actually Rosa who had killed Carmine because she didn't want to go back to Italy. She wanted to stay in Boston with her kids because the baby was coming and the wedding was coming, even though we've just found out. So Salvatore is also having an affair with Phyllis and probably the wedding won't happen. Anyways, so here's our fun facts from IMDb. This is... um, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Tig or Tige, Andrew's final TV role. Um, and final IMDb credit at all, actually. Um, this is William Wyndham's first appearance in season seven. 
as he had been filming Parenthood. I think we've talked about that before. He's not Mm -hmm. in the first couple of episodes. Um, And another one is when Jessica is talking to the police detective in the car, he asks if Seth comes to New York often, even though they are in Boston. (laughs) And uh... (laughs) I'm glad you said that. I was so confused. Well, I also thought it kind of weirdly looked like downtown San Francisco and then thought maybe it was all LA, downtown LA. Yeah, I think it's all downtown LA. Yeah, so I I was like, huh. It was a little hot. Totally off topic. But in Con Air, when the body falls off the plane and he's written the note on it, you know, and they're supposed to be in like downtown Fresno, I was like, wow, like downtown Fresno is really, really nice. But it turns out it was downtown LA. <laughs> no disrespect to Fresno. I'm sure downtown Fresno is really nice, but yes, I, there was that one shot in front of the hotel. Didn't really look anything like Boston, but you know, there we are. <laughs> it was called I, the Boston Hotel or whatever. <laughs> they're like Boston, Boston. They kept being like, "We're in Boston," and then the cops like New York, and everybody's like, "Fine, <laughs> just leave it in. It's fine." I was like, and I was watching a Hallmark movie. And it threw me off from the beginning because, I mean, yes, and I know it's Hallmark, but the first shot is like a pretty specific shot of Chicago. Like, I think it might have had the bean in it. And then, but it's based in New York. What? And then, which one? Oh, which movie? I can't, I can't remember which one it was. Okay. Um, some princess one. But oh, cool. it was so funny because it, it, like, I was so confused. I was like, this they're acting like this is New York but the first shot was so distinctly Chicago (laughs) and it felt like such an obvious thing to not cut out like that scene with the cop like they could have just cut that bit you know we didn't like that that little bit of dialogue could have been anyways I feel like the first person to notice it was the person that wrote it down as the trivia point on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, gotcha, murder, she wrote. Yeah. Robert Van Squake's like, where is this one said again? I mean, I imagine the turnaround on the episodes is pretty, this yeah. sort of lightning fast. Um, just the last factoid is, I don't know if you remember this, actually. This was a factoid in... Um, another episode which you're about to hear the last name Abruzzi was also used in can anyone remember which episode we had an Abruzzi the wine one no so season nine episode one for Cesar Romero's character in Uh, Murder in Milan Marcello Abruzzi no relation also wasn't (laughs) that his final credit also yeah oh yeah was it or was it yeah it's certainly one of his last if not his final yeah interesting uh (laughs) so yeah okay and also just to add this was a listener suggestion uh so thank you to leslie for suggesting it so now we'll get into it let's discuss family doctor it's a seth episode (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I realized I hadn't we hadn't seen him in a bit it feels yeah. like so I mean I loved seeing him again I love them walking downtown wherever we are Boston and they're um arm in arm I just thought it was so cute and I was like so happy to see him did he have the restaurant number memorized crabs and claws 
Yeah, it looked like he did. Yeah, he just called it from a payphone. To a random payphone. It was like beep, 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 beep. Yeah, did he even put a dime in? I thought oh, he no. did. Wait, did he go through an operator? No. He might have said, no, okay. Yeah, he must do. He didn't even put money in. He just went. Doo, there doo, was doo. a bit of wayward phone usage in this, but we'll get to that. I was just really happy to see him. Yeah. I do love Seth. Yeah, he's terrific. We know. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Suzanne, I'll be happy. I love his <laughs> hat when they were walking downtown. You know. Yeah, he looked great. He did look good. All of his sick, sick burns. Like yeah. every two seconds, he's just like burning people. And like his like curmudgeonly ways is sort of fun. It's it's funny seeing him in the big city because you're like, that's it. It doesn't really fit this character right. to have. Why were they there? I thought they were just there for the day and we're going to head home. Is Boston that close to Maine? I think it is. Ashley will probably. I don't know. Out. Even though she went to school there. I'm just kidding. She does know. She would know more than me. Uh, maybe. Let's see. <laughs> no, like I mean, Cabot Cove doesn't exist. So what should I check? Portland. Uh, Portland is two hours away from Boston. But remember, they always use Portland in like the Cabot Cove-based mysteries. They're always like, well, you drove to Portland and back. And then they say yeah. that's like, I can't yeah. remember how much. Anyway, also, it's about nothing good happens in Portland. We all no. know that. <laughs> Portland, Maine. But yeah, I... I just thought they were so cute. And I mean, yeah, I loved the dinner scene. Just like, yeah, the dinner scene. Oh, it was clams and claws. Clams and yeah, claws. Clams and I claws. said crabs and claws, but clams and claws. It was clams. Like the restaurant was, I mean, don't get me wrong. I absolutely loved it. It was insane. Like I've <laughs> never been to a restaurant. Like it was very trendy. Yes. In that kind of early nineties way, but it was like clams and claws was like a seafood place, but then it was like all this kind of like nineties, like geometric shape, black and white. And then like gray carpeting in a restaurant, which I was like, that's brave because yeah. <laughs> imagine food must be hitting the floor all the time. And then a big neon lobster on the wall. <laughs> yes. Neon lobster, I was so into it. And there was a fish tank at like in the back, or maybe it was a lobster tank. I couldn't see what was in there. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of um, like Z Gallery. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. So it's like having dinner in a Z Gallery and then also having to wear a giant lobster bib <laughs> while you're eating your lobster. So it's like, was I miss, so yes, good. yes. Yeah. Also that um, water tank reminds me, I don't know if it's still there, but at CalMart, they used to have like a lobster tank. Mm. Do you remember that? I, mean, I haven't been in there in a long time, but I'd be like. I don't Ooh. think they do have that anymore <laughs> well it is always interesting to me when you go to a seafood place and they have a big tank outlet there like that because I guess the idea is like oh your food is fresh yeah but I don't often but the idea of seeing it before you eat it is a bit, sort of a rough rough thing but yeah, I loved the restaurant scene. I loved seeing their meals. When their desserts came out and he got pie a la mode, I was yeah. like, terrific. Great, great stuff. Um, I love the private dining room for yeah. the family. Yeah. Um, you know, have we done a mob one yet? Is there, have we had the mob? I feel like- I don't think so. 
Which was the episode where the cop kept thinking that Jessica worked for the CIA or the FBI? Was that the same? Murder house? through the looking glass. Okay. Yeah. I think the closest we got was murder at the Oasis, where yes. oh, yeah. Mob was in the background. And as it turns out, was a part of what happened, but we never meet the mobsters it's just like jimmy fingers or whatever they said the guys yeah names. Right. Johnny Shannon had yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so <laughs> it's like we're right in it you know this is 90s so we've got a lot of young people in this episode um which is which is interesting yeah there's just a lot of people so it's like a lot of remembering who everybody is which which i think gets more later seasons we get more of that but I, I don't know, just having Seth be there, it kind of like, now I kind of wish he was in most of these, like just yeah. some sort of. Yeah. How many is he in? 53. It's also funny when he's somewhere and the, the situation isn't what he wants or it's not what he expected. So the fact that the major D was different and that the weight, <laughs> like, and then when the girl comes in and <laughs> that hurt, I thought she was so funny. <laughs> Carol yeah. Ann. <laughs> Not her name. Yeah, yeah. She, she was really good. Which is the fact that Seth is like, where's Ernest? Or whatever yeah. he says. Like, about, and when he said the clams and claws hasn't changed in 75 years, I was like, it survived two world wars, this <laughs> restaurant. I was like, how can that be? <laughs> People love clams and claws. I mean, they well, now I want to look and see if there's a clams and claws like somewhere. I love that name. I think yeah. that's so great. I was like, why don't I live near a clams and claws? Like that just sounds. <laughs> um, so yes. And like, clearly we have, when did Godfather come out? 70s. It's 72? Maybe Gosh, I was going with 76 on that. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, you go ahead. Sorry, I'm still looking up um, clams and claws. Linus just said there's one in Egypt. It's in, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. No, in, in New Cairo City. Yeah, you're right. Linus. But I'm do they fine. serve clam chowder with real I was clams? worried it was going to be like New Cairo City, Alabama. Or, something. <laughs> or like New Jersey. <laughs> A, it looks really good it looks great um sorry what were oh what your godfather came out i think it's like 76 or 77 i went i'm going to 72 Woo-hoo. okay what about the sequel what about the sequel which is the better one no everyone says that they're wrong 74 <sighs> boom so this episode is alluding to a movie that is tw- almost 20 years old. Because obviously we have, I mean, the music's very godfathery. We have the older patriarchs sort of stepping down and Michael, the not eldest brother. Because I, I think Sonny's the oldest, right? And mm-hmm. Michael's the, is he the youngest so. or the middle? Fredo is the middle. So I think it's Sonny, Fredo, and then Michael. So it's like, same thing here, although they're like, we're not bothering with the Fredo here. <laughs> Too dark. Too dark. <laughs> no one can handle a Fredo. <laughs> Did James Kahn play Sonny? Uh-huh. He played Sonny. So, and he gets... And does he RIP in the first one? Mm-hmm. And Fredo RIPs in the second? 
Yeah, Fredo does a naughty. Yeah, but he also RIPs, right? In Lake Tahoe. Right. But Sunny's one is... They're both. Yeah, quite violent. Um, I I was going to say the IT crowd does an episode where Jen turns into... Where Jen becomes Fredo. No. (laughs) She's like... She's like running a D&D ring and Moss and Roy are like... (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Um... No. <laughs> that reminded me of um you know space so much. they would like yeah. play this game and they reenacted like gallipoli uh, <laughs> but like the scene with mel gibson and they played the music and like nick frost is like getting you know pummeled and it was it's actually pretty funny I mean, is this the one where they're paintballing yes that's what it was i knew it was something and they're like paintballing and then they play the gallipoli music oh my <laughs> with, god with Dwayne, what's his name the guy that's the like new boyfriend of oh god i can't remember yes, um, yes. <laughs> the yes it was what does he say in godfather it's like you broke my heart Fred, or something like i can't yeah. remember is something i've never watch them all in totality um so yes we have that so we even have the character being called michael which is just like we're just not even pretending and he's with the girl that's like i guess the diane weist of this movie of this episode keen sorry not weist (laughs) (laughs) that would have been amazing different tone maybe a different tone yeah definitely a higher pitch maybe at that time though well anyways um thinking well yeah she even kind of is dressed like that like with the headbands and everything so we've got so we've got that situation going on and then we've got pregnant i think diane keaton's pregnant in one of them well she has the two kids eventually doesn't um it's his daughter isn't it doesn't Mm -hmm. he have a daughter and a son or something and um so yeah, so it's all very directly tied in with the yeah. Godfather. And also there's a lot of talk about Michael turning the family business straight. Now, I would say we don't really know what they do. I, I understand there was some sort of- Something to do of, with clothing, yeah. Well, sure. the straight side of the business is clothing, which is, so I guess- other a, families involved and they'll yeah. be really disappointed. And there's- illegal campaign contributions which seems to be where they've nailed the dad is illegal contributions to political campaigns i don't know how you i'm imagining those are bribes that then anyways um and he keeps saying he's going to turn the business straight but i would say i don't have a lot of faith in that But the wife keeps complaining that he's not being honest and that she doesn't really believe him, that he's not going to do it. It's like, yeah, I think she should go with her gut there because at every opportunity, he's back playing ball with kind of the mobby side of things. So, but I'm not sure. He, he, you know, turns in his brother and the lawyer. I mean, I feel like that was like an easy sacrifice. Like the, <laughs> the brother was yeah. so annoying. So annoying. He was just so <laughs> he was operating at a 10 the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't really loving him. Although he's in a great 70s 
Seinfeld where um, Jerry goes to the same barber and then one day the barber can't cut his hair so the nephew does and then Jerry likes it better and so he's like cheating on his barber with his <laughs> to get his haircut and he's the nephew but yeah it was just like so annoying right well and Michael annoying too I didn't mind Michael yeah he was okay he was like fine I think if I was that wife I would be like, this is all really annoying. Like he was like, it's not my secret to tell. It's like, what secret? The dad's leaving town. The wife's going to find out about it. At the, she's already pregnant. Like, can't you just fill her in on right. what's going on? Like, I actually thought she was kind of annoying. Yeah, she was that's annoying. what I thought. They all were. They all I were. believe anybody under the age of 40, except for let's be real, Phyllis, <laughs> was pretty annoying in this episode. I kind of, I kind of liked Phyllis. She Wait, came in hot. You mean, oh, the do- uh, great Gant's daughter. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was incredible. Oh, I didn't mind Amy Yazbeck's character. Yeah, I didn't mind Connie either. I mean, it she, was, it was, <laughs> was that, like, you know what it, rem- like just the other weekend I watched uh, The Heat and you know, there's the sequence where you meet Melissa McCarthy's family and she has like three brothers and they all have these like really annoying girlfriends and there is that is yeah there's the sequence of them trying to get one of the girlfriends in the car so they can go to the safe house oh, yeah, she so has good. the bags that's what all of that reminded me of. <laughs> yeah thing. I mean I didn't mind her but yeah this the extended scene where you hear her screaming like, I oh felt like God. that went on forever. Where she caught her husband yeah, or boyfriend like, cheating. Oh, yeah. I didn't mind that. I didn't care for the screams. <laughs> I didn't. A lot of screams. I don't know. Amy Yazbeck always has like a soft spot, spot in my heart. I think just because of like losing John Ritter. I don't know why, but like. I was going to say. I loved her on Wings. Wings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wings. She was so good. Wait, is Crystal Bernard in a murder she wrote? Because I would love to see that. Oh my god, I used to love Wings. Oh yeah, so Wings, Wings is much. so good. Do you know it's by the it's by the same people that did Frasier? It is. Oh, yep. I didn't know that. Then That's why is Wings so much better? <laughs> and and also, why isn't Wings syndicated at all? Like right. you never see Wings. Like I'm the same as you, Ashley. I love Amy Yazbek. I liked her in Problem Child. I liked mm-hmm. her in. This problem stuff, child I liked too. her in Problem Child 2. I liked her in Dracula, Dead and Loving It. Yeah. I think she's really funny. I I just thought they did her a bit dirty with the lines and the character in yeah. this. Like, I can see she that. She is so good. But, like, they made her, like, play it up or whatnot. And, like, the lines are just not good for her. I'm not sure that that the comedic writing for that character was very good, which I, is actually surprising because we know that Robert Van Skoik can be really uh, funny and Seth is really funny. And so it's like, it's interesting because like, I, I'm not sure where the, that kind of missed the mark a little bit, but it just maybe just wasn't, you know, yeah. it wasn't a lot of but stuff. There were for other her. parts I thought were really funny. And like Phyllis was incredible. Like in the, also oh you would like her because she was in Better Off Dead. Yeah. She, oh, you already knew that. Yeah, she's great. I mean, she came in 
shouted at all the wait staff in the restaurant, then got super drunk. And then the next time we're seeing her, she's in bed with Salvatore, basically wow. giving a middle finger to his girlfriend. And I'm like, this is all great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I like when she tells the waitress, if you look at me like that again, I'll pour it down your dress. <laughs> Jessica's reaction to that was so funny because she's like, Mm-mm. no, thank you. That girl's that. a hot mess. <laughs> Well, and I love that she's like laying in bed naked. There's like four people in the room who've like bombard, like came in and she's like, you're just jealous. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I know I look good, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a news story lady. I mean, news story recently of a lady who got kicked out of a motel pool. Cause I think cause she was too drunk and she was accusing <laughs> the hotel manager of just being jealous of how good she looks. <laughs> oh my God. It was that same kind of energy. It is. It is. And then, oh, we, Susanna, did you already say this? The waitress just really briefly that she yelled at was the voice of Jasmine in Aladdin. What is oh, she? Really? really? That's interesting. Now I'm making, now I got to make sure it wasn't some, off or like the cartoon like the series no oh yeah okay let me before i make make this kind of bold the <laughs> ni- for the record the 1992 version not like yeah yep it's yeah her. that's the real version isn't it yeah okay so phew woo i'm not <laughs> so i i do think we should have a I mean, I don't know if I want to make it official because it's not in every single one. It's in a lot of Skoik ones, but we should have a barbiturate alert. Yeah. <laughs> and beep, 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 beep. We had a barbiturate in this episode. So he's going to knock out the dad to perform the extraction of the bullet with a barbiturate. But then it's that the what ditch- ultimately killed him. No, it was no. digitoxin that That's killed him. So, you know, I, I I've heard of digitalis. I'm assuming it's it's like a heart heart medication. He said so. That might be the. He said the generic brand. I think for some reason some shows don't want to announce any name brand, so they use the generic mm-hmm. version of it. I don't know why. We, and she had just hoarded extra to kill him. Was that the she? Deal? She plucked it out of his bag. Basically, she took yeah. one of them out, and then I think she put the syringe back in or something, or she maybe just chucked it. But yeah, so I guess my issue is: was she required to go with him to Italy? Why not just say, "I'm not going." I know, but I feel like it's like a traditional like family dynamic where if like whatever he says goes the, yeah i guess yeah. i agree i agree but i you got i got the impression that this was not a woman that had like a ton of sway in this family because they all kind of she seemed a really sweet lady and she was really nice to both of her daughters-in-law and even really nice to the cop <laughs> but what a just, wild ending i've got to say yeah like but it just shows that if you, you know, bring sort of this kind of violence into your home, even the kind of sweet tempered ones, you know, when she says, oh, what would Carmine have done? It's like, <laughs> it's like, woo, she's right, though. 
because that is how he would have handled his problems. Yeah. So, but like, you know. how, how and when did she kill the hitman? In the middle of the night, it must have been. She went to go pay him, and she oh right, because he wanted half later, mm-hmm. and she shot a hitman, which I imagine could like an inexperienced killer might. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but hey, I mean, she she murdered two people. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? She didn't feel an ounce of regret. Over no, she just kept on cooking in the kitchen. She was like, I'm happy. I got to be here for the wedding that, let's be honest, probably isn't going to happen. And right. the, the baby's coming, but, or maybe they will get together. I mean, I don't know, Salvatore. No, he's going to, he's going to prison. Well, but they, Salvatore oh, Andrew kidnapped, kidnapped them. Yeah, for kidnapping. He go to I mean, it felt like, I guess Michael just, that was an easy way to get rid of his brother and the bad lawyer was just to <laughs> sort of act like, now. Yeah. Um, but it did make me laugh when they catch Salvatore in bed with Phyllis. Mm-hmm. And Michael's like, what would what would dad say about this? It's like, Pop would understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, there's a part where Seth refers to her as Little Miss Muffin Face or something like that, and it was really good. <laughs> that was fantastic. I was like, it was my my burn for this episode. Oh, sorry, Little sorry. Miss Muffin Face. No, no, it's all right. I mean, I just thought that was a great line. Um, I also like when Carmine tells Rosa to cry on the plane. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You like that, Susanna? <laughs> yeah, I did. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> oh, my God. I also think, I mean, we shouldn't add a beat, but maybe I'll just point this out every time. There's always a star from Golden Girls. Yep. And okay, who did we up this time? So the lawyer, um, what, Gant, what's his name? Yeah. Monty and, Markham. Uh, Monty Markham. Andrew, Andrew Gant. He plays uh, Blanche's brother. Oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I guess if you were an older actor in the 80s, maybe like there was some options there for you casting. Right? That's pretty cool. Yeah. So yes. So, you know, we have the mob. We have Seth getting involved. It's sort of an interesting episode because it's a lot of things we don't normally get to be a part of here. We see J- Jessica freaking out because Seth's disappeared again. I know we're seasons why, apart. I, 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 read, I wrote this. I was like, why is he always getting found walking alone <laughs> at night? And so disheveled. Yes. <laughs> I wrote that down. Because um, the, the cop asked Jessica, does he have a habit of wandering off? And I said, yes, he does. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and does. then he's found on the side of a road getting picked up by a stranger. Well, yeah, let's like, be honest, last time I'm sure he was wandering for about 12 hours. Yeah, he was rolling down hills. Yeah, I mean. He, uh, he sure does have a habit of wandering <laughs> off. <laughs> I know they like grabbed him, but like his his bow tie was all askew. Like he was. And where, did they dro- where did they drop him off? Like on hey, a freeway. At the restaurant? He calls them the Bobsy twins. (laughs) (laughs) To like keep tabs on him, not like in case something did go wrong. Like they wouldn't have just 
checked him like that. Yeah, I don't think he would have like made it out of there alive anyway. No. But also, I loved her reaction when she's brought into the house and she says, and my name is Jessica Fletcher. And the word for that is kidnapping. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a sentence that comes with that word. (laughs) I'm trying to think, though. I mean, because I would like, what if, I don't know, Nora Robards, like Roberts, Roberts, like got kidnapped by the mob like i'm trying to think what equivalent this would be right yeah like that would be a a story for the ages (laughs) but but also like jessica is like really famous right she's like a mary higgins clark yeah you think she's that sorry and i was getting karen there's karen robards and then there's nora roberts and I got them. When also sometimes Nora Roberts writes as JD Rob, which is also confusing. Yeah, I was yeah. Gonna, like, yeah. And like, then there's Jason really, Robards. Like, it's like James Patterson got kidnapped by the mob. James <laughs> Patterson. Did you yeah. ever remember when you would watch like daytime <laughs> television, there were commercials for books? Mm-hmm. oh yeah there's like commercials for the latest james patterson and he's like sitting in a study talking about his latest venture yeah because he still does them yeah well he, now he's doing them with isn't he the one that's collaborating with bill clinton oh on i the haven't seen series? that and so there's pictures of them together with like their book that they've written as, as a pairing james Famed novelist James Patterson and former U.S. The- President Bill Clinton kidnapped <laughs> by the mob. By the mob. <laughs> Sorry, that's like so grim. But there is, you're right. That would be people would be like, what would a novelist have to do with the organized crime? Like, yeah, and she's so mad. And they're gonna kill them. I mean, that is insane. They they pick them up in broad daylight like in front of their hotel like they I would have thought it was a little more subtle than all that right and then it's yeah I yeah but I mean still pretty funny (laughs) also we never get to the bottom Mm -mm. of how it is (laughs) the doctors always can get a reservation at a restaurant (laughs) I mean that bit where she sat on the chair being like no it's that doctors get reservations in restaurants no one knows why <laughs> like I I guess no one does know why. I don't know. Wait, so then is the assumption the Mater D or the host looked at the reservation list, saw there was a doctor, and then asked Seth, is that like his the son yeah. was like, Oh, my dad just got shot. You need to find a doctor. I think so. Yeah. And okay. about yeah, it's an interesting one because if it's not like a mob doctor how could they guarantee that this person is gonna you know unless they kill him obviously like is gonna stay quiet about what's happened yeah or that he's a doctor that could remove a bullet i mean he he like operates on him right he boiled the instruments i mean well you know seth is a very good doctor (laughs) i I mean, they did get the boiled lobster, so there is boiling water available. 
Yeah, no, you're right. But so what's the blood on the carpet? Carmine's? <laughs> yeah, so he's, I guess, Did dripping. he ever report on that? Like, did he ever say that the carpet came back as blood? Well, I guess by that point, maybe it didn't matter because then Jessica they ran into Seth. Well, because yeah. they get Seth back and then they're going to bring them back in for questioning the next day. So it's only right. been like 24 hours. They then get kidnapped before the FBI can question, uh, the police can question them again. Um, okay, so do you guys, should we go through the um, the beats and then we can cover off some of this other stuff? Okay. All right, so Thunder Weather, no. Secret Door Closet Hiding, no. Poisoning or Bludgeoning. So there was a shooting and a poisoning of Carmine and then a shooting of the hitman. So who is the doctor in um, Murder in the Afternoon? Julian. Julian, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who's our most prolific so far? Didn't we have three deaths in one of the episodes? I thought we did, and I was really surprised. Uh, it'll come to me later um phone wire cut we had seth's mysterious phone call that was that was something are there a ton of italian mobs in in boston isn't it mostly irish i think it's italian oh right okay well i know Although, where was that set? I just listened to this podcast called Canceled Too Soon, where they did an episode on a show called The Black Donnellys, which is about an Irish, like, yeah, I remember that show. I brothers. And it was cute. I remember. I'm thinking the cast was cute, but it was like one of those things where they were talking about it. I was like, you know, I'm not sure. (laughs) So, like, overly interesting but but only because it's like four brothers just like fighting all the time i was like sounds real fun wow, um, 13 episodes that's tough that's a tough i think it's set night. in boston though or maybe it was new york i, I googled mobs in boston and it said the patriarcha family also known as the new england mafia boston mafia providence mafia or the office is an Italian-American mafia in New England. It has two distinct factions, one based in Providence and one based in Boston. The family is currently- Providence. Mm-hmm. The family is currently oh. led by Carmen, the cheese man, Denunzio, who is part of the Boston faction. The family is active primarily in Massachusetts. Carmen, Carmine. We're not saying anything about it. Although, no. I-, I feel like um i don't know i mean you do kind of end up know, like some of them are quite famous i mean you know john Gotti and all of that was, was very very famous at, at the mm-hmm. time i mean i mean he must have died a long time ago now I, I don't know 20 30 years ago or something but yeah i mean it's funny with the, with the front page of the boston sentinel in this episode says where's carmine <laughs> oh god um so i didn't think we had a she shake i thought we might get one but it's a bit late for that i guess i thought connie was gonna like get one after she caught him yeah Mm -hmm. i thought for sure window peep we had the cops spotting seth out of a car window when he's walking along i thought that was a pretty good window oh yeah yeah 
fake name ID. No, the fuzz cop quirk. We had Lieutenant Marino, and I said he was very serious, but fuzz. No. Um, cop chemistry, no. But I might say might have been a touch of chemistry between Michael and Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> yeah, he liked her. Definitely liked her. He's like, I felt told her more than he told his own life. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Like, businessy, businessy, mob stuff. So we learned a bit yeah. about the mob. Nothing about what their businesses are. Except for fashion. Yeah, I thought your dad, he wore a lot of silk shirts. I thought your dad was just like a fashion magnate. No, I was like, are there a ton of those? <laughs> in Boston, the fashion capital of the world. <laughs> well, it just even in across the world, how many people are right. in fashion? Like I would say probably not that many have like fashion empires. Right. Like, you know, Um <laughs> Age eight, nothing but a number. Okay. So the one thing I'll say is I could not get an age for Salvatore. So I don't know how old he was. Carmine Abruzzi, 71. And Rosa was uh, 57. Oh, that begs an interesting question. So how old's Michael? 32. So, oh yeah, that's fine. So Michael was 30. Sorry. No, go ahead. Sorry. So Michael was 32. Denise was 28. Uh, Amy Asbeck was 29. Phyllis was 29. So they're all sort of, all the young people are kind of the same age. Uh, William Wyndham was 68. Andrew Gant was 56. Um, Lieutenant Marino was 43. And I think that that's everybody. So actually the ages are all fine. There's no like shocking age in that group. Except that I guess there's a pretty sizable gap between Carmine and Rosa, but I, I don't know if that's surprising Wait, or not. Because how um, old was Rosa? 57. Okay. And he was 71. So 14 years. There we go. I kind of thought that Carmine looked a little bit like Sean Connery. Yeah. <laughs> some angles. Yeah. Okay. So uh, here we go. The Jonathan scale. Now, I would like to make an argument for Salvatore being on the Jonathan scale. I'm not saying he's super high up there, but I would say at least a two. I would support you in that. <laughs> he ha- to me, he has more personality than a normal Jonathan, but like his personality was super annoying. So <laughs> it wasn't a good one. Because <laughs> we, we said if it's low on the Jonathan scale, then we're closer to a Horus, right? Correct. Okay, then actually I agree because... To me, <laughs> it's a Horace to Jonathan scale. Yeah. To me, he's um, he's more of a Horace, but less fun. Can't believe what a change of heart I've had. Way less fun. I will say we've said it before. I'm sure we'll say it again. Rage is not a personality. <laughs> so I feel like for Salvatore, if you take You're away right. the anger, there's really not very much there yeah it's like his his it was like whining in a different tone was what Mm -hmm. his rage was it was like yeah you're right i know whining but it was still whiny and like sniveling Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're right rage is not i need to remember i need to write that down rage (laughs) is not a personality (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I, I'm just like thinking about it. Like, what was he like? He was, I mean, he All was like family, <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, he was like, you know, Jonathan exists in other like environments. So what we've seen so far is the Jonathan, we've seen a Jonathan in like a wandering the country, Kerouac kind of Jonathan. We've seen a Jonathan as a poet in New York. We've seen a Jonathan at a boarding school. And now we find a Jonathan in the mob. So it, you and it, there could Not be a Jonathan a and Jonathan. <laughs> a mob Jonathan. <laughs> kind of worst case scenario <laughs> <laughs> i mean they crop up they're like weeds you just sometimes they crop up that way nothing you can do about it wait did we consider the um waiter when she was when she first meets dennis the cat burglar was he a jonathan oh the, the waiter that writing the play book that was adopted <laughs> yeah. from a from a, a real story uh brothers karamazov Right. So I would say that guy, I would have given him also a two because okay. I found him kind of annoying and, but not that bad, like okay. livable, but not like fun, just kind of like, I wouldn't put it past him to jump on the hood of his car and sulk, but I didn't think he would, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving him the benefit of the time. <laughs> We get so many later. So like there's this episode where she goes to Hong Kong and there's the motocross guys. Uh, there's um, an American guy that's living there that's dating a poet, I think she is. I can't remember his name. And he is just, even though he's a motorcyclist and you think that was pretty interesting. Like, you know, he's got a cool job. Total Jonathan. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, they just, they cut, you gotta, anyways, I'm glad it's a, tr- it's a feat now because we can properly discuss yeah, that. Yeah, I, I do. I like it too. And at some point I'll put together like, um, like an infographic kind of, of like what Are the scale gonna, looks yeah. like, because that boy, the blonde boy from um, an egg to die for, I almost want him to be like off the scale. He to me was worse than regular Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, petite feet. We didn't see feet, but there was a flashback. And I believe you me. I was like, when are they panning down to them feet so I can see those petite feet? I know. But it didn't happen. Um, smooches, we did have a Denise and Michael smooch. Oh yeah. Which made me feel gross. I don't know if that's how you guys <laughs> felt. The kiss wasn't gross, but the <laughs> sentiment behind it made me feel kind of uncomfortable (laughs) it just (laughs) like I just didn't really like her that much and I didn't mind him I didn't like them together like Mm -hmm. her being like I'm mad at you and him being like why are you mad at me even though she's like totally justified and you're just like and him kissing her to go which him kissing her to be like shut up now <laughs> was a little <laughs> bit upsetting and yeah the bit where she's like I don't believe you and I'm leaving 
And he's like, if that's what you think about me, then just go. And it's like, oh, so you're going to put this all back on her, even though you are lying and you are planning on being the head of the mob family. Cool. You seem great. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. Overall, I didn't mind him. Um, familial ties, no. Eyes closed, head shake, kind of. I think she was like, she felt a real sadness at the end of what this man had sown within his family. And, you know, it's dark stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fave outfit, worst outfit. Ashley. So I don't know if I really noticed a worst outfit. I liked um, Jessica in the beginning, the camel coat with the paisley red scarf. And she had camel colored leather gloves. Mm -hmm. I really like that. I liked Amy Yazbeck's black and gold dress that she wore to the dinner. Um. Yeah, and those two. I don't think I had a worst outfit, but I'm sure if someone mentions one, I'll probably remember it and say, yeah, that one. So, Okay. Uh, Glynis, why don't you go next? Um, yeah, I really like Jessica's camel coat ensemble with the silk scar- scarf. That was really nice. Um, and also Phyllis's sequin dress when she's being a hot mess express at the... <laughs> they did she wasn't wearing any other clothes in the other scene, so I can't say that. Um, and then my least favorite outfit. I didn't really have one, but I didn't love, although it was very like fitting for the time, was Denise's black like crushed velvet dress that was sort of like Wednesday Adams, but then mm-hmm. she had sort of this like perfect front curled like bouffant thing going on with a lot of pearls I didn't care for that okay Megan yeah I really liked Phyllis's sparkly outfit and I really did not like Phyllis's the long purple bluish shirt she wore in the beginning when she's talking to Michael oh yeah it was way too long I mean I know she's pregnant but it still seemed way too long and it was over a black skirt and I, I just I didn't care for it Okay. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's funny. I don't think there were like a lot of outfits that were either like really great or truly atrocious. So I really liked Phyllis's party dress. I thought that was nice. I, to be honest, I don't think I really had a worse outfit. I thought everybody was fine. And actually yeah. for the time period, that's kind of an amazing <laughs> achievement. Yeah. It's not like too many actively bad outfits. And yeah, pregnant women, it's like, they do trend, tend to put them in kind of blousey baby dolly kind of things, uh-huh. which isn't always great. But, and I did not care for that father-in-law touching her tummy. I was like, with God. both hands. <laughs> I was like, let me just do this. And everybody was sat there like, Ugh, that's gross. Leave that poor woman alone. Um, okay. Biggest hunk, Glynis. I'm curious here. I, I mean, Michael. Okay. Ashley? Michael. Megan? Yeah, Michael. I thought he was really good looking. Yeah. Me me too, Michael. I know Michael best as David from All My Children. What about you guys? Don't. I didn't, but I did a deep dive on him and I learned some stuff. He had stuff? No, no, no. He was was once married to a woman named Avalon, Avalon House which I thought was an interesting name. I love that. And then he was married to this woman 
I don't know how you pronounce it. Her name, the her first name is S I G N Y. So is that Signy? S I G N Y. Sin. Sina. It might. It's sweet. I think it's Scandinavian, right? Yeah, and she is in a really good SVU. But she also, I think they maybe met because they were in soaps together. He's been in like every soap. I I assumed he was only on All My Children. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure he's one of Erica Kane's husbands. I'm sure David was an Erica Kane husband. Do you remember when like, was it Bianca was the old, which, which one of her daughters was the real troublemaker? Oh yeah, he looks great. It was the one. Oh, he looks really good. Wait, wasn't her daughter Haley? No, Haley. Was no, it was her. Bianca and Claudia or something, wasn't uh, it? I can't remember. Also, Signe or however you say her name, the SBU that she's in that's really good. It's called Desperate. Just FYI. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I. He was great. He was. He was really good. And actually, we could have gone Jonathan there, and he managed to jump off the scale. <laughs> Really oh you think he was a jonathan no no i'm saying he wasn't he could have but been. there's always the potential this is the thing you know any man under 40 there's a real risk and they gotta yep. be careful gotta they toe do. that line they do <laughs> yeah he was a like a villain or like kind of a like sleazy guy in 90210 i think if i'm rem- like i looked at his credits and i was reminded of it it was the tiffany Thiessen years of oh right i you know i don't think i've ever seen tiffany Thiessen on the show so i must not have oh, watched okay this. yeah it was when you know they did you know um peach pit and after dark peach pit after after dark yeah it was the after dark years where david's uh music career is really burgeoning uh-huh once models inc and melrose place came into existence <laughs> my interest in 90210 was out the window oh i was God, like I we've loved- segued <laughs> Yeah, I think there was a, when Dylan left after his dad passed, I was, there's no reason for me to continue watching, so. Models Inc. getting canceled was like a pretty, pretty tough. Is that tough? Models Inc. is, I remember, was it on for two seasons, three seasons? I can't remember. But it had, like, I mean, 90210 had like crazy stuff. Models Inc. had the wildest storylines. There was one where the one girl hooks up with the priest and she gets pregnant. Do you remember this? And then she gets hit by a car. Do you remember this, Megan? The girl, the like young girl. And I'm sure he like in front of him gets hit by a car. I can't (laughs) even remember what the sequence was. I can't remember, but I just remember, yeah. When... Emma Sams showed up and I was really excited. <laughs> she was the Heather Locklear of yes. Models Inc. Yeah, I really liked that show a lot. <laughs> he had the guy the photographer. Oh, and yeah. And then <laughs> the son of the, the editor as well was the, the two men on the show. Otherwise, I don't remember there being any other guys. It was just yeah, it was two really dudes. good. Um, Anyway, sorry, Model Sync. God, that was, I wonder if it holds up. Maybe not. I'm not sure. Um, okay, J.B. Burns. Megan, J.B. Burns. It could be Seth Hazlitt Burns. We'll take them all. Okay, okay. Um, the problem is I write down the quotes, but then I forget to say who said them. And so that gets me into trouble. I liked when 
either Phyllis says a Jakani or vice versa. One of them says, how would you like a mouthful of blanket? And, <laughs> uh, oh, and then um, Salvatore says, what do you want to do with her? Get her a shot on Donahue? I like that. I like a Donahue <laughs> reference. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I guess those are my two, and they're neither of them are Jessica. Okay. Ashley? Uh, mine was Seth, and he says, thanks so much for this coffee, although it tastes like it was filtered from some patrolman's pocket. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, and then I, I had another one, but I'm going to wait to see what Glennis, I don't want to take all of the Seths. Okay. So. Glennis, what about you? Um, I just had the one which maybe Ashley wrote down as well. It was uh, when they're at the restaurant and the waitress says that they got rid of all the older um, staff. And he says, if your manager was in charge of Rome, they'd turn it into a mini mall. (laughs) (laughs) I, yes, I agree. I thought those were all very good i only had also it wasn't really a burn but um when michael says but you're the only one that left the house after like my dad recovered from surgery so what does that mean and seth goes well then i'd say you have a problem (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was really good um and I also really did like at the beginning with the intro where Carmen's getting inter- Carmen, sorry, Carmine's getting interrogated by the FBI. And he's like going off on one where he's like, when I was born in Italy, the sky was the color of wine and the sun was like a sliced lemon. And you're like, are these FBI agents like, Jesus, please <laughs> just tell us what's how I cannot take any more of this reminiscing. Um, all right. Uh, who, what's our next one? Fave guest star, Megan. I guess Phyllis. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know she wasn't in it very much, but I, th- I definitely thought she- I did think Monty Markham was really good as like the skeezy lawyer too. So I, yeah. All right. Glynis, what about you? I'm also going to go uh, Phyllis. <laughs> I, love, I love Better Off Dead and I thought she was great in this, so. Okay, Ashley? Yeah, I'm going to go Phyllis. I was debating between her and uh, Michael, but I think she was, like, much more charismatic on screen. The, like, two or three scenes she was in. She was definitely a scene stealer. Like, I guess I'm not allowed to really pick Seth, but so I'll pick uh, Phyllis, sorry. Because you're right. You kind of wanted to see more of her. And maybe mm-hmm. that was... I'm not sure if you could say that for all of the characters on the on the episode. Um but yeah, it's just Seth is, I don't know. He's just so good on this show. I'm not yeah. sure. I've never seen him in anything else. So I have no concept of if he's as good in other stuff as he is on this show. It just, the character just so suits him. It just almost seems like they've just dragged this man on. I mean, this is just how he is. Um, but I suppose that's just good acting. Um, okay, Glynis's guess. Uh, I guess the lawyer because they were talking about the books, but that was wrong. I mean, that was a pretty good guess. I'm not sure that any of there would be no way that I would have guessed the wife. You didn't pick up on that dress fitting line. I was like, I, I, how, that, that is, was, yeah. 
it's not even circumstantial. That's just, <laughs> I don't know what that is, but yeah. Um, okay, fave moment overall ranking. Ashley. Um, I think Seth and Jessica in the restaurant. I was looking at my notes to see what else I had written. I think just the two of them eating and then him finishing off her lobster and, you know, just, I don't know, his like curmudgeonly behavior. Like I just, I found enjoyment in that and overall ranking. I'd say an, maybe an eight, maybe like seven or eight is coming to mind. That's kind of where I am. So. Okay. Glynis. Um, yeah, I like the restaurant scene as well. Um, I'd probably go more six. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, we've had it in like, the last couple of weeks. I think that's uh, you know what I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go five. I didn't okay. really like. I didn't like okay. the end date. I, I thought that, was that too that, abrupt. Well, it was just I don't know. I mean, just the idea that the wife would then just murder him and and the hitman and just i i don't know to hang back with her family when surely it should have could have been another way sure um but yeah i just i thought i didn't like that okay megan i'm gonna go seven i do like this episode but yes it is sad that it's the mom. Oh, and favorite moment is the at, at clams and claws. <laughs> like a million percent. I could watch that. I could just watch a cut of Phyllis being a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say I like the clams and claws too. I would give this a seven also. I think it is good. And it's, you know, I think... I don't know. I think I kind of like it better than a seven implies, but it feels like a seven episode where it's like, I think the story is really good and it's interesting and it's a weird kind of twist on what we normally see and Seth's involved. And so I like all that. So, but yeah, I'll give it a seven. I mean, I do think you couldn't solve it. I mean, that is... I really genuinely was like, I think it's the lawyer. And I've seen this one before. So anyways, um, but yeah, does anybody else have anything they'd like to add? Um, it was, the only other thing was about the the phones. Because then when Freddie was dialing out on the phone, he pressed like two buttons <laughs> and then like called. And was like, oh, <laughs> like get here now. Um, and then again, when Jessica called, I mean, I feel like she just like picked up the phone and was like, Oh, we need the police here. This is the address. Also, how did you know the address? But it's, yeah. Yeah. They were usage. The other thing I noted was at the end when the police officer says that his name's last name's Marino and she says, is your mom named Rosa? And he says it's his aunt. I was like, Marino's kind of a common name, but (laughs) you know. I did you know what's sort of unique about this episode is the cop is sort of with it yeah so even though she's called to report that they're missing and where they are he already knows where they are they're already on the way to go get them so i think that's kind of an interesting dynamic that we don't normally get to see but um 
but yeah, so I guess that's it from us. Um, thank you so much for listening and we hope that you'll listen again next week. Bye. Bye. That guy didn't get murdered. He just, the first guy got died. Got died. And then the other guy got shoveled. <laughs> he got died. Guys, he got died. <laughs>